Yeah, God is doing amazing things, and I'm just excited. I'm going to talk to you about the kingdom today, okay? I'm going to be all over the map in the Bible because, really, did you know that God, Jesus himself, well, through Old Testament and New Testament, that there's a, a, a reference to the coming kingdom of Jesus over 2,000 times. I was like, 2,000? It's over 2,000 times. And that's, that's ridiculous. That's, that's telling us that I, can't, I can no longer stand in some place where I'm talking about a pan trib, that everything's going to pan out. Because uh, that was my famous line, you know, it's all going to pan out. It is going to pan out, but there is a, I, I just want us to get a focus on really what the Lord's, Lord had in mind when he came to the earth, right? When he made Adam, when he began to procreate in the earth, right? And, and his, his mindset was this, that we would take dominion. That we would take over the whole entire earth and it would be populated by God's kids until the fall, right? And then we had problems. And then everything started going haywire and chaos and sickness and disease and all these things came. And, and so I, I just want us to get a mindset because all the way from the beginning, Genesis 1.26, I believe it is, when he just created man in his image and likeness. You are called to be an image bearer of Jesus, and all of us in this room have been given this, this privilege. It's really awesome. But you were always created to do that. And so I, I just want us to understand today, tonight, that the Holy Spirit is going to do something in the earth like with the entire body of Christ. And he wants to bring us into the, this millennium, right, this millennial reign with him because it's his idea that we rule and reign in the earth. The earth. So that means that you weren't saved so you get a ticket to heaven. Hello. This means that we weren't, that the main purpose of Jesus coming and, and giving his life was, yes, to save us and to give us eternal life, yes, right? But there is something of this millennial reign of Christ, and I'm not going to get too much into the post-trib, pre-trib. I, I learned some crazy stuff in Bible college that I had to unlearn because it's all just, you can get real wacky. But there's, there's an amillennial mindset that there, everything is symbolic and there's not going to be a millennial reign. Like the church is, you know, we're, now we have replacement theology and the church is now taking the place of Israel and all this stuff. And I don't have time to get into all that. But I, really, the Holy Spirit is wanting the church to understand we have a mission. We are to take over. We are to occupy until he comes. Then we meet him for a great supper, great things, amazing fellowship in the rapture. And, and I believe in a, in a coming Jesus and we meet him in the air and all these things will happen. But I do believe that we are all coming back to the earth. A brand new earth. Brand new. Everyone say brand new. There's some reason why he made you a new creation. It's to live on the brand new earth that he's going to create. And so, I, you know, <laughs> listen, there's so much depth to what God has to say about the kingdom in itself. And I want us to just have an open mind to what God wants. Because I'm just going to be very basic on a lot of things. But I know this, that the Holy Spirit wants us to come into a new understanding on what the kingdom looks like 
and he's alive inside of you, and he's trying to use you to populate the earth with brand new creations. Come on, it's the message of the kingdom. Jesus came bringing a message, and it was the message of the kingdom. John the Baptist came to bring a message. It was the message of the kingdom. And it started like this, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is always near us. It's always around us. If we would just give ourselves to, to, to look and just behold who he is, we would see the radical change that's about to happen all over the earth. And God wants us to focus on his goodness, his mercy, his power. And uh, I just want you to turn to Daniel chapter 7. We'll start there. Um, I really believe that he's revealing some things, and I want to just explain what the kingdom is, but I'm going to just start with these, these few scriptures to, to get us going. We'll start in 21 and 22, and then we'll go to 25 and 27. Daniel chapter 7. Daniel chapter 7. Come on, I don't have that many students in here, and i got some people in the dark corner over there. I can see you all, but... It's good. God's going to do some great things, and I'm excited. And God wants to open up our understanding that we would have a fresh revelation of his kingdom and his kingdom inside of us because he wants to use you, and he wants you to release kingdom. See, when he came, he came preaching the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's always near. And, and, and when he did that, it began to activate something. You know, John the Baptist had to question some things. And, and so we'll, we'll just, anyway, I'll get ahead of myself if I start rattling. So hold on. Daniel chapter 7, verse 21 said, I was watching in the same horn, was making war against the saints. Let's just stop there. The symbolic of, of an antichrist spirit moving in the earth. Okay, I'm just going to give basic understanding. I'm not going to go into all the details and what that looks like, I'm just going to say that the spirit of Antichrist, how many know John said that the spirit of Antichrist was already at work in the earth? Okay, so even now, we know, ready? And i, I got to stop for a second. I have to stop and just say some things, ready? Because people might be listening, and if you haven't voted, I really need to just be, I, I have to just get on people for a second about voting, all right? Can I? Just allow me. Give me liberty for a second because there's some crazy things that, that I was brought in, like, into light this week. And, and we, sometimes we think it's not important. You think you've, listen, we, there's communist countries that think it's real important that, we get, that they get the right to vote. There's people under tyrannies and, re, and regimes that think it's absolutely would be the best thing if they could just vote or if there was like a, a really... Uh, <laughs> What should I say? Some of them get to vote, but it's always never a, a clean vote. Do you understand what I'm saying? So what I'm saying is, as Americans, we need to use our right. Use your right. It's a right to vote. And it, not only it's a right, but it's a privilege. Don't, don't make me make it biblical. Listen, we have rights and, and privileges as kids in the kingdom. And God wants us to use those rights and privileges. And you say, well, well, now why are you talking politics? Because, <laughs> because there's such a, uh, there's not just a liberal agenda, it's an ultra-liberal agenda. And I'm just saying, I'm just going to throw this out there. There is, there is, a, there is an act, it's already on, on the table. It's called the Equality Act. It's really messed up. Okay. 
And so do I think that tomorrow, even if, if all things went according to the way I don't think they're going to go, <laughs> that it would come into action? No, but it, we're, we're steps away from things coming into action. And these are things, you know what the, the Equality Act means? It, it, means, that, it means that if, and, I, and I, again, I'm not doing this to offend anyone, but there, when if I'm requested by a homosexual couple, I, me, as a minister of the gospel, am requested by a, a homosexual couple to, to marry them, I'm required to do so by law. Not now, but this is something that's on the table that I can't say no because of my religious beliefs. Do you understand, do you understand where this is going? It's not just about Trump, Biden, Biden. It's about righteousness and unrighteousness and actually really twisted, messed up things happening in, in, our, in our government, okay? And then, and then the other part of that act is this, that if my, I don't have an eight-year-old, but if your eight-year-old wants a sex change operation, they don't need your permission, no, this is, I'm telling you this is what it is. This is fact of what it is. It's really scary. So you think, well, I don't need to, I don't need to vote, and I don't like that guy anyway. Well, if you, list, uh, if you saw a list of what that guy that everyone calls a clown and it has total disrespect for the, for, the, for the office of presidency, if you saw what he's done already and all the lies, man, anyway... I don't want to get onto, onto all this. What I do want you to do is vote, and I want you to vote with biblical values. If you watch me online, vote with biblical values. I just do it, really. Just really. I, I implore people to do this because there is something so sinister in the background trying to take over our country, and, the, and you've been called by the Holy Spirit to open your mouth. And you, you get an opportunity and you say, well, I live in a Democrat. Listen, I live in Massachusetts. Uh -uh. You guys at least live in New Hampshire. We have to deal with Massachusetts. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's messed up. So I, I just, please, please, don't, don't put it off. Don't say it doesn't matter. It matters. It ma God's yes matters. Just saying yes, God, I, I don't want this and I want this. It matters. It matters. Okay. All right. Go back to Daniel 7, and I'll get off of that. For so Daniel chapter 7, verse 21. I was watching in the same horn, was making war against the saints, and prevailing against them. And come on. Every time I start reading the prophets of the Old Testament at this point, I, I tell, I've said this before. It's just like I'm reading today's news, the background, the narrative of what's going on in the earth, right? And then it says, until the Ancient of Days came and a judgment was made in favor of the saints. In the favor of the saints. Listen, God has us covered, but he's looking for us to just continue and to, and to just partner with his kingdom in this hour, right? So, until the Ancient of, of Days came and a judgment was made in favor of the saints of the Most High and the time came for the saints to possess the kingdom. Everyone say, possess the kingdom. 
because it is your inheritance to possess the kingdom. As a matter of fact, when you were born again, it, give you the, it gave you the ability to see the kingdom. It gave you the ability to understand the kingdom. We just don't press into the kingdom enough, and we don't see, we don't come in with, this, with, our, with our understanding saying, God, I need to understand because there's so much. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. Uh, there's so much that God wants us to comprehend, yet there's simplicity, right? And so if we go, if you go to Matthew chapter 5 and you begin to re read about the Sermon on the Mount, really this is Jesus' whole presupposition about what he's about to speak when he says, listen, and go and pray to the Father like this, after he's just preached a message. And the disciples say, how do we get your results? You do it like this. Our Father, you just magnify Jesus. You, may, you magnify the Father in all things, and then you ask for his kingdom to come on earth. That's the model for prayer. Yes, forgive us our debts. Forgive us our, you know, sinfulness. I don't want, you know, God wants to clean us up. But he's saying when your kingdom comes, then I, I repent and I forgive those who I need to forgive. And, and then there's nothing in the way. And then his kingdom can come rushing into the earth. Daniel 20, uh, 7, 25. Ready? He shall speak pompous words against the most high. <laughs> I mean, I just have to stop. Because this is what we hear right now in our age. This is what we hear from the media. Some of the craziest things you're hearing from the media right now, it's just totally antichrist. It's totally antichrist. And I, I, listen, I've, I'm learning, right? I'm trying not to be like a militant. I'm trying not to be. I'm trying to live in this land of love. And I love, I love everyone. I want to love. I want to release the love and my love to gush on everyone. But there's some point where you got to stand up and be a prophet in the nation. And you got to declare the things of the Lord. And you can't step back and you can't say, well, that's okay. I'm going to jellyfish on this and I'm going to vacillate on that. No. God's saying to the church right now, stand. And above all things, stand. Ready? So, so he shall persecute the saints of the Most High and shall intend to change times and law. Then the saints shall be given into his hands for a time and time and a half. Now, I do believe that is the time of where, you know, there's going to be persecution on the church. And I do believe, listen, we're, we're praying for a turnaround right now, right? In America, I'm praying for a turnaround. But at some point, maybe things are going to go south. Right? I said this last week. At some point, you know, we're just delaying the inevitable at some point. Because there's going to be a time where there's persecution. And, and let me encourage you that during times of persecution, the church explodes. The church comes into real power. The church really begins to understand kingdom. And I don't want it to go that way. I'd rather fast and pray and intercede and see it shift. Because I, I'm, I'm I want to position myself as Abraham, as a friend of God, that when he's saying, listen, should I take care of Sodom and Gomorrah now? No, there's got to be ten people. No, God, there's just one. There's got to be one. And I know there's more than one. I know there's more than ten. Come on, somebody. So I, real, I realize this, that the Holy Spirit's calling us to this hour so that we will listen and we will hear and we will not fear and we will know that there's things that are coming to try and change the laws and the times. 
It's the spirit of the Antichrist coming against, coming against and, and trying, because the enemy knows, listen, his time will be up. It's just the prophetic clock that's ticking. And what happens is he tries to just become, tries to just, he's trying to stop the clock so that he can stay and do what he's, what he, he's planned to do in the earth, but it, it's not going to get it, right? He's not going to get it, right? And then it says this, but the courts shall be seated, and they shall take away his dominion, hallelujah, to consume and destroy it forever. See, the enemy, there's, there's always Satan, the, the one who's just a created being. Can I remind you of this? He's just created. He's not God Almighty. <laughs> God Almighty, our Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit are eternal and they created the earth. We, I know I'm in the right church, right? So here's the deal. The enemy is just a created being who's trying to bide his time to get what he thinks he's, he's going to try and take everyone with him that he can and trying to get, you know, listen, slaughtering 62 million babies over the, oh, since 1970-whatever, that's not a good track record. There's blood on the, on, spilled, and, and the Holy Spirit is looking, right, the, the Spirit of God through the church we will see justice. We will be see a judgment made in the in the in for the saints. So I'm just saying this to say this. Ready? The, it says, "Then the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven shall be given to the people, the saints of the Most High. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey Him." Listen, this is good news, and I'm just telling you, this is all precursor for, really, this end-time move. And what happens in the last days? The last days, what happens? There's a outpouring of God's Spirit that happens, and that the Holy Spirit is running and teeming and flowing through the body of Christ like never before. I'm saying this to you to, to just say, what is the kingdom? It's the kingdom that you serve. It's the kingdom that God is trying to get us to step in and understand because we, do, we no longer, I'm telling you, we no longer live in the, in the church age. It's over. We need to learn to step into the kingdom age and really understand and know it. And God wants to give us wisdom, understanding, and revelation so that we can walk in truth and in the fullness of light in this hour. And I'm telling you, there's nothing, nothing that can be, that the Lord is holding back from us. It's just a matter of how we access it, right? So, so the, what is the kingdom? It's simply, and it's easy, ready? The king's domain. It's just simply the king's domain. It's where he dominates and over. Where is that? That's everywhere. <laughs> it's like, it's everywhere. It's the domain of the king. It's God's world in our midst and this is why we need this great awakening. This is why I won't stop beating the drum. I won't stop uh, cracking the, 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 the axe against the, the things that are blocking people from hearing. I'm telling you, God is going to rip off and someone's going to see. There'll be a people that see all of God's kingdom being released in this hour. They'll see the goodness of God in the land of the living. They'll begin to understand the rule of God in the age to come has come to invade this world. It's God's world invading this world. 
And God wants us to be in that place to position ourselves that he comes into this present age. So here's the thing about the kingdom. It's already but not yet. It's so crazy. It's already, it's already here because Jesus said it. He announced it. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. And when he said that, it said, now I'm here. I've come to set up camp. All the, all, the, all the sin, death, and destruction that was in the past, I've come. I've overcome it every time. Every time, every time someone calls upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. And this is, this is good news. This is the good news of the gospel. It's his kingdom come and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we read that, and it's not just a nice prayer that we can pray. It's not just something you learned in Sunday school or, or in your CCD class, right? It's, it's something that the Holy Spirit wants us to get so that we stand in truth and in the light of what he's saying. So listen, I love this. Hebrews 6, tasting of the power of the age to come. This is what God's calling you to. Ready? So that we live now in this tension. Right? God is, Jesus is setting up his millennial reign on the earth. And he will be the king in Jerusalem. He will be on Mount Zion. And all the nations will come and worship him. Oh, I promise you. I promise you. And so this is why, this is why we have to say, listen, you mu- listen, there's nothing else. You must be saved. God wants to bring us into a place where the tension of evangelism is on the heart of the church because he doesn't want anyone to pre- perish. Not one. Just not one. Not one. But it, for it was impossible for those. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 4 says it was impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift. What's the heavenly gift? That's the gift of God. That's God's life inside of us. And have become partakers of the Holy Spirit to have tasted of the good word of God and the power of the age to come. Right? And God wants us to live in that place. Not moving away from it because he said if we move away from that, then there's, there's sudden there's trouble. As soon as you start stepping away from that, and it's not, I think it's more than blasphemy, you know, it's like blasphemy of the Holy Spirit or something, but I just don't, I, I don't want to go there now, that's a rabbit trail I can't go at, right, okay? So, so what God has for the future, he has a prophetic destiny for you and I, but greater, he has a whole prophetic destiny for the earth. And really, all these things about the intentions of his heart and the, and the very, very inside of what the Lord wants us to grab hold of is our inheritance. The Holy Spirit wants us to live in the tension of our inheritance, not just being an echo or a parrot of messages, but God wants to release and deposit a deep message inside of every one of you in this room. That it's not just by us being familiar with Jesus Not by just being familiar with Jesus, but allowing the Holy Spirit to touch with Donna. So it's the real power of the age to come coming to us. And it's not something that we're, listen, it's, it's outside of that. And really, I want to just, there's the manifest rule of God's kingdom now as it is in heaven on earth. That's what the Lord wants us to step into. That the reality of God's kingdom becomes because Jesus is king over everything. He is the king over everything. Nothing will surpass his kingship. Not money, not fame, not fortune. Listen, 
I, there's, there's something that, that the Lord wants us to get. Even as, the, even as the charismatic Pentecostal church. Listen, it's not about the platform. It's about the kingdom being released in the earth right now. And so the unseen realm influences the earth. And so we need to be aware of this. This is the awareness that we have of, of the Lord. Some of you have been controlled, and, and a lot, right? How many in the room have been controlled by outside forces? I, listen, I was under demonic power for a long time. I was living under demonic power. And God, God came into my life. He woke me up and brought me into, into the, the reality of, of his kingdom. And so here, there's so many things that I feel like the Lord wants us to understand. The, the blood, here, here we go. There's keys to accessing this place. I just got, well, I've got a few. I've got a few. But the first and foremost thing is the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus gave you access to this kingdom. It says that when you became born again, you began to see. Right? I cannot see the kingdom lest I be born again. And I cannot enter the kingdom. Right? So God wants us to understand and, and know. And so you are carriers. Number two, you're a carrier of the presence of God. And you've been given this divine nature to live from. But you need to be all in. <laughs> Right? It's like, oh, yeah, I'll take the glory. I want all the glory, but I don't want to be all in. I don't want to give you complete control of my life. God wants to, you to give complete, complete, complete control of, his, of, of your life to him. Right? And that accesses his kingdom, domain, and rule. Right? And then, you listen, this is the most powerful thing. I, I felt like the Lord said there's combustible material inside of you. It's me. It's the fire of God inside of you. It's the combustible material of heaven. It's the very holy, it's the very substance of God that lives inside of you as a believer. It's the, it's the dunamis power. It's the dynamite. It's the things that I talked about last week. The, the Kratos power. The power of heaven being released on a people. And that is the very thing that God's saying, listen, now's the time. And I'm telling you, I had such a powerful week, weekend. And Saturday was packed full. I got to be on uh, uh, an interview with a friend of mine. Out of that I've been back and forth online with, and I don't, I don't really know him, but he wouldn't leave me alone about <laughs> about an interview. So I'm like, okay, good. And then I missed the interview. <laughs> I felt bad. I got into things during the week, and I totally was like, brother, where are you? And uh, meanwhile, I just we just redid it, and Saturday we did it again. So, but I'm saying this to say to you. It was so powerful in the media, right? We're on media right now. God is, is amazing. Like, there was a, a thousand, two thousand, this up to 2,025, you know, 2,500 views now, whatever that means. But the reality was people were getting saved, healed, and delivered online. Like, back and forth. I was having conversations and praying for people. It was powerful. Demon possession, people getting set free. You say, well, I don't know. I'm telling you, it was real. There was, I, was, I was having Holy Ghost fit in the, in the, in the guest room. Come on. It's my office now. I was just having a, I was having a great time in the anointing, and God was releasing presence and power. I mean, I'm yelling. The neighbors get to listen to that. I'm commanding demons to go and commanding people to get healed and free. And it was awesome. But people came to Jesus online. 
Come on, that's just online. That's not even being in like a tangible anointing like this. You know what I'm saying? God wants to do things through the church. That's the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And it doesn't matter. Time, distance, it doesn't matter. Like conditions go because we've got Jesus. Because people apply their faith and they say, wow, there's access right now. I'm going to step into it. Because people in Thailand don't care. They're just like, yes, please, pray for me. India, please, pray for me. It was powerful. So God wants us to be observing and watching and seeing what the Father's doing. Ready? Go to John 5.17. And I want you to just see that the Holy Spirit says, it says, Jesus answered them and said, the Father's been working till now, I've been working. So here, here we go, that the Lord is always working with you. Do you know this, that the Holy Spirit's working with the church? As long as we're working, and it's like I said before, if, if I give my life completely and I open myself like a book and allow the Spirit of God to come in, He begins to work. I'm telling you, it's about the deadness of who I am and the, how alive He is. And we just need to be vessels where He comes in and He begins to do things, right? So it's, He wants us to synchronize with Him. It's a synchronization of heaven and earth. And these are the things like William Branham used to see in the spirit, right? Because really what they do is they just preach the gospel, preach healing, uh, doctrines of healing all day long in these big, in, in the 1940s and 50s. They just have these huge tents filled with people and they come all day long and they teach on the healing power of God, on miracles. And then what would happen was Branham would come in or Jack Coe would come in and someone would just begin to move and the working of miracles or prophetic power, right? Begin to see what God was doing. Begin to, you begin to see it, and it would be opened up, and then the, the Holy Spirit would be living and moving amongst the people, and miracles would just be opening and popping. And so there, there's something of, of, a, of, a, of a power, the power of God that Holy Spirit wants us to enter into. Listen, I believe that those guys were a sign a signpost for what he wants to release in this generation, right? That the Spirit of God would be on a people because God's given you, he didn't close the curtain to you. No one in this room the curtain has been closed to. It's just a matter of what we want to step into, right? And God wants to open the curtain so that he can step in to all of what God has for you in this hour, right? So it's synchronizing. It's, it goes back to synchron what's synchronization with God. It's dependency, surrender, and obedience. That's really all it looks like. And it's simplicity, yeah. But if, I, if I'm dependent upon the Lord and I surrender, my dependency says I, I acknowledge him in everything that I do. And I surrender every part of my life. My mind, my will, my emotions go completely to the Lord Jesus. And I don't hold back one thing. And then that's not, what not holding back is, is complete obedience to him. The problem is we want to keep certain parts and we want to give certain parts and we want to do, you know, and I know, listen, here's the deal with, with Jesus. When you came to salvation, it was what? You were justified. That means that the blood of Jesus saved you. You've been justified. It's all been erased. And then the next part is, is, that's, 
That's the past, right? The present is this, that Jesus is working in you, the sanctification of God. And so we need to learn to allow the Lord to just sanctify us, right? It's not all, he's done everything. You've been justified. He's done the works, finished. But he's sanctifying you in your inner man. And then the final, the future, the future, which I believe we can get glimpses of the future here on earth now. It's the glorification. So justification, sanctification, and glorification. There's three things that are key. And the, and the glorification is how Jesus will actually come in the future. In all his glory, in all his power, he will come back to the earth. Man, we should be preaching Jesus is coming back. Let the spirit and the bride say come. This is the message that the Lord is, is, is really pressed on my heart. We need to be engaging with the message Jesus is coming back. Because until we have a revelation that he's coming back and he wants to use us in this hour so that he can fill, come on, he wants to fill entire churches with people that are re, just giving their lives to Jesus. Regeneration. Are you all right? Good. The kingdom of God is, I, I don't think that the fullness of God's kingdom will come into people's lives, will, will come into the fullness of a ministry until someone just relinquishes and gives them all obedience. Until he just gives himself completely to it because he wants to build by a pattern, right? Remember Moses, remember Moses, uh, Exodus 24 and 25. Right, Because there's, a, there's this part about Moses that we see. He went, he saw the burning bush, he had an encounter with, with, the full, with God, he had an encounter with what God was doing at that time. He had an encounter, the burning bush was happening, and he turned aside. So God's looking for all of my attention. He wants my attention to be on him and not on anything else. Just take your attention off all these other things. There could have been 10,000 other things in the desert that would take his distraction, that would distract him from what he's about to do in that time. But no, he put his, he turned aside, and God began to speak. And I believe, I personally believe, that it was an open door into the supernatural, that God began to speak to Moses by the voice of the Lord. And it says that the, burn, the bush was burning, but it wasn't consumed. And I believe it was just an open door for the heaven to be released to Moses' life. And it was a commissioning and calling in that place, right? Because he said he took, off his, he took off his sandals and said it was holy ground, right? And he stood before the Lord, and the Lord began to download to him. But in the mountain, 24, he's brought up, and God gives him the commandments. But he gives him a pattern as to what the, the place where God is going to dwell on the earth. He gives him a pattern. And God will give everyone in this room a blueprint of what God's going to do in your life. I believe that. But we can't listen. You just have to give him time. <laughs> I just, it's not any, there's no magic trick. There's no seven keys to intimacy. It's just one thing, Jesus. You know, I can't, I'm not, I can't muster it up. I can't work it up. I can't, I can't. The Lord wants your time. He wants you. He wants all of me. He doesn't want me to set a, you know, step in so close and then step back. No, he wants you to just go full on, right? And so we see this with Jesus, with Jesus because the purpose, you know, he wants us to wait on him 
And he wants us to learn to see. And there's a pattern he wants us to see. And it's the blueprint of what he wants to give to you. Right? So he's given you the ability to see. Just say it right now. Lord, thank you for the ability to see. If you're born again in this room, you can see the kingdom. <laughs> I just said it. John 3. You've been given the ability to see. You say, well, I don't have a gift as a seer. No. Maybe not everyone in this room does. But you've been given the ability to see the kingdom. You've been given the ability to observe and behold the kingdom. You say, I don't feel like I do. No, you do. Because why? Because Jesus said it. <laughs> I don't have 17 scriptures to back that up right now. I'm just saying that God's given you the ability to see the kingdom and to enter into it. And it's just by his blood. It's just by turning myself to him and looking at him, right? And so Jesus said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, the son does nothing of himself but what he sees the father do. For whatever he does, the son does in like manner. See? It's so good. It's so good. It's so simple. Right? And we make it so difficult, but it's really simple. I believe that God is looking for everyone in this room, everyone in the sound of my voice, everyone that will watch this video later, every one of, the, every one of you to, to enter and engage with heaven and enter in with Jesus in your prayer life. I say engage in heaven. That's like, I know, mystical. I'm saying pray. And when I pray and I spend time in communion with God, God begins to open things up so that I begin to hear and see and know. There's no other way. Listen, history is changed by people who pray. History is changed by people who will stop and pray and give God everything. It usually doesn't go to the ones that give him half-hearted. It won't. It won't. And you say, well, that's... That's got to do with, with works. I, chalk it up to what you want. I just feel like the Holy Spirit honors us giving full access. See, we want full access to him, but we won't give him full access to us. You should write that down. That was good. I mean, he, he really wants to give you full access to himself. And the Holy Spirit wants to touch your life, and he wants to open things up for you in a brand new way. And so Revelation, ready? Here's another one you're going to want to write. Revelation is based on relationship. <laughs> I don't get revelation by any other way other than me being with God. And, the whole, and I'm saying revelation. I'm talking, can I just talk about the Bible? Right, Because the Lord wants to open himself. He is the living word, but it's the word of God that's opened up because I've spent time in relationship with him. I know, I, says this, I say the same thing every week, just in a different way. It's so true. It's so true. This is the key. This is the key. This is the access to everything. Relationship will bring such a revealing and an opening of God that he will open up the secrets. The Bible says he'll open up secrets to me. And you know what? The secrets are usually really simple. You know, it's not usually complicated stuff that the Lord wants to open up to us. It's like really simple stuff that we've read a thousand times in Scripture, and then all of a sudden it just pops. Because I spent time. 
and I read it a hundred times. Like I said last week, I, <laughs> just, I, I gnaw around Ephesians and Colossians every week. I just do. And God opens up something brand new and something brand new. And then the next week, something brand new. Do I read it every day? No, but I'm telling you, there's something in those two books. Yeah, I'm probably heavy on, on those two books. That's okay. You've got favorite books too. I love all the word of God. Right? So it says this, the father loves the son and shows him all things that he does himself, that he himself does, and he will show him greater things than these that you may marvel. For as the father raises the dead and gives life to them, even so the son gives life to whom he will. So the father loves the son, not the prophet, not the, pro not the apostle, not the evangelist. He loves the son. He loves the daughter. He loves you. You, you might be a prophet. I just don't know. Might be secret CIA or something. I, I just don't know who you are in this room. But I'm telling you, God wants to speak things over your life. And he wants to reveal things because you're a son. Because you're in that place of, of you're a child of God. And he wants to share his secrets with his children. Right? How do we, we train our kids up in the ways of God, right? This is the whole idea. It's really, it's multiplication, right? God wants to do the same with us, right? He wants us to, to be moms and pops and reveal the kingdom to people around us, right? So that, again, I get more as I give it away, right? So this is the whole idea. The more you give away, the more you get. Ha. Huh. Most of us aren't giving enough away. And so who seeds? Son and daughter. Come on, you should have answered that. Come on, who sees? Every son and daughter should see. Every son and daughter should be able to behold what God's doing. And it's not so complicated that we miss it, right? So Jesus is a son, and every believer needs a revelation. And we need a revelation of Father's love. Amen? He's not beating you up. He's not thrashing you. Come on, I get taken to the woodshed every now and then. But it's good and it's always gentle and it's always like, ouch. God, I know. All right. But I don't feel like, I don't feel like it's a beating. You know, there's correction that the Spirit of God wants to do in your life. And I don't get stuck on that stuff because when he corrects me, he gently corrects me. And he shows me where I'm, I'm, my thinking's off, the things that I'm doing. I maybe don't align with what his kingdom is saying. I, this is all kingdom. Everything I'm teaching you, you walk in the kingdom realm because you're a son or a daughter. What is the kingdom realm? The kingdom is, is God's rule and reign. And he wants to rule and reign in things in your life that you've never, never, never experienced before. I believe that. But there's some very, very simple things that he also wants to reveal. And they're not like super complicated. The, you can't enter into the kingdom unless you're like a child. So how can it be that complicated? It can't be. My God. Right? So the greater revelation we have of the love relationship with God opens the door and opens the door to have access to greater access to the Father. Is that right? Greater access to the Father. It opens the door because of our love and our understanding and knowing, knowing 
not just mentally, but knowing and receiving the knowledge of Jesus into a place where we know Jesus. And he begins to open wide the gates of, that give us access. So what are signs of the kingdom? True intimacy, hold on. True love and intimacy come with volumes of revelation. Right? I believe God speaks the more we're in his place. And someone says, well, what about the dark night of the soul? <laughs> I just thought of that. I don't know. But you know what I'm saying? We go into these places with God. Sometimes it's a fight and it's a struggle. We need to just know who our Father is. And that even in the struggle, God wants to speak. God wants to open himself up. And I'm telling you, there's, there's access in every season. This, right? I, I want to believe that there's no dry seasons in God. Right? So there are signs of the kingdom, and I just want to touch on those. But the first sign of the kingdom is the revelation and the manifestation of Jesus. What is the sign of the kingdom? Jesus, you know, Jesus said this. He spoke to the Pharisees and said, The kingdom of heaven doesn't come with observation, but the kingdom of God is what? No one knows it. No, in you. It is righteousness, peace, and joy. But the kingdom of God is in you, right? Luke 17, 20. There's, there's, a, there's an access. It is righteousness, peace, and joy. But there's this place that the kingdom of God is in you. And he wasn't even talking to the Pharisees about him being in you. You realize that? Because the word actually means always near. So the, yes, Christ in you, the hope of glory, lives inside of you. But the kingdom of God is always near you. Remember, we touched on this over the last couple of weeks. Listen, the kingdom of heaven is here right now. That's why when I'm, when I'm speaking on, on, a, on a video cam that's touching whatever, three nations, and people get healed, that means the kingdom's always near. Just because I'm declaring something. It really, even in the declaration of the kingdom, there's healing. Even in the declaration of the kingdom, there's salvation. Right? Because the word does not come back void. The word will never come back void. So there's a revealing and an opening that God wants us to, to step into. And number two, right? Another sign of the kingdom in our midst is that we witness and cast out demons. <laughs> amen. I got one amen back there. Everyone else is like, I don't know if I'm amen in that. Listen, we've been in this room, <laughs> and stuff has happened, okay? And that means that Jesus shows up. Because if the kingdom of God manifests, says the finger of God, by the finger of God, he casts out devils. That goes to show you what that means. It's the finger. It's not, oh, no, no, no. It's like, Jesus has got it. Like, demonic power has no influence under the finger of God. No, no, no. Right? Let it come to Washington. <laughs> uh, funny. So I just was thinking about that because... I'll never forget that we had a guest evangelist and I was like, Talk about wet behind the ears in Bible college. I, we had an evangelist, and he couldn't make it to the evening service. So he said, and Miles is going to preach the evening service. I'm like, what? I had not preached yet, right? I don't think I preached yet. And Mike, 
yeah, it was, it was an assembly God evangelist. Guy moved in healing. He had, it was crazy, right? So he had this arm that was like, he had deformity and it was like shriveled up. But he had this crazy anointing for healing. It was like, I'm like, Mike, can we, can we just pull your arm out? Let's see, this, let's see the thing happen. You know, I want to see you healed. Like, he's like, doesn't matter. I lay hands with people on people with this hand and people get healed. It's just crazy. Is that, that's so kingdom right there. It's like the, the foolish thing just confound the wise. But anyway, that's a rabbit trail. <laughs> but it was so powerful. So he's like, oh, no, you're preaching the, the evening meeting. And I'm sitting in the front row going, I am. I didn't even, you know. Yeah, you don't need to study. Just get up there. Great. Just go. So that night, I didn't, you know, I didn't take any, I didn't take any classes on demonology by that point. I don't think I ever took a class on demonology. <laughs> Thinking about it. Who would want to take that class? Anyway, the first time I laid hands on someone with the pastor at the end of the service, I'm like, boom, all of a sudden this demon manifests on someone. Come on, she was a good believer, good church lady. I mean, come on. I'm like, man, what is happening right now? Thank God my pastor was with me because I'm like, and we, and we saw the lady come free. But I'm telling you, most of the time, like other than being in India, I just have to be honest with you. I've seen more demonic manifestations in believers. Well, other than that young man that was here a few last month and just blew up. But he wasn't a believer. But there was things that were happening. Come on. And when God gets on you and, you don't, and you're not walking, come on, and you don't know the anointing and you're filled with oppression, boom. So I'm telling you tonight that the Holy Spirit is there. The kingdom of God shows up. He wants to touch your life, use you, right? Everyone say, I want to be used to set the captive free. Listen, Jesus, Jesus was anointed, right? It spoke of him in, in the book of Isaiah and Luke chapter 4 about the, the anointing that breaks the yoke. He was there to release deliverance. But that's not the only thing. Because people want to build a whole ministry on just deliverance. That's... It's okay, I guess, if you, that's your thing. But anyway, next one, kingdom of God in our midst is a demonstration marked by healing and miracles. Ready? So I'm, I'm just, I'm excited about this because I've seen it happen over and over, right? It was just a, a video showed up on, on Facebook again of Joe and I out in the Philippines and it was all these pictures, and it just brought back memories of all the things, like God wiping out a whole, that whole uh, bunch of kids, man. I just started crying about that, man. i just telling you, it was just a sovereign move of the Holy Spirit that whatever the visiting, uh, again, a visiting evangelist left, <laughs> left us with the kids. And the power of God hit these kids, and they were crying, speaking in tongues, getting filled with the Holy Spirit, a whole... A whole crowd of them, like I couldn't believe, and we didn't even, we weren't even supposed to be there. I'm saying that to say we saw so many people healed, and it was one of the only places, the first place where I saw, we saw the whole room. Not one person left sick. That's Jesus. That's the kingdom of heaven at hand. But it's not just in the Philippines, it's in America. Come on, somebody. There's really this place that the Lord wants to take us into that we see and know that God's with us. So demonstration marked by miracles. Listen, that 
I've told you the story before about the woman that got her knee healed that was just totally, totally. She had had surgery. It went bad. The, the knee wasn't even going the right way. It just went the opposite way. And God reconstructed it under my hands. I watched it. I just felt it. I shouldn't say I watched it. Every ligament went into place. Every single thing went into alignment. And she got up and walked out. Took her wheelchair, left, didn't say thank you or nothing. She was healed. You know, I know it's not me, it's Jesus. But it's just, you know, it was like, she was like, I, she was a mission. It was like, oh, I'm good, bye. Like, I got what I came for. Come on, that's so amazing, right? And so we got to give, we got to just allow the Holy Spirit. And the more you, the more you, everyone in this room, the more someone lays hands on someone and believes for healing, the more you'll see it. I can pray for a thousand people. I pray for a lot of people. Everyone get healed? No, absolutely not. But you gotta, you've got to exercise the kingdom. Exercise the kingdom, right? New birth, and I love this. You know, just the declaration of the kingdom, just the declaration of the gospel brings people to salvation, right? The book of Acts, what must I do to be saved? And I believe we're coming into that age where, where it's going to be, man, people are going to be flooding into places. And there's going to be open-air meetings, and we're going to see an outpouring of God's Spirit that jumps on people. Then they're going to say, we need hope. What must we do? Because he's all full of hope. Jesus is the one. He is the one. The hope of glory. He's the one. And that's the... The last thing that I actually was going to say was that Christ in you, what is the manifestation of the kingdom? It's the demonstration of God's presence and power. It's the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Inside of you, the kingdom of God inside of you, moving inside of you, the glory of God coming and touching you. And so what's the objective? That the government of God is increased. You say, well... <laughs> I'll say it this way. It doesn't increase because he's got all the government, right? The government is on his shoulders. But the expansion of the government of God. This is why when we pray for the sick, when people get healed, that there's a breakthrough in healing in a region. That's why there's pockets because the kingdom realm invades those places. And I want everyone in this room to know and, and really acknowledge that the, you are a carrier of the greatest force in the universe. It's a creative force inside of you. It's called the Holy Spirit. He created the earth. He created life. He's the life giver. He's the one that moves inside of us, that declares out, outside of us the kingdom of heaven is at hand, that there's no denying what God is doing in this hour. And so you, are the cre you, are, you carry God's domain inside of you, his domain inside of you. And so the difference between the church and the kingdom, right? Jesus talked about the church twice. I know, we're all in church. But it is called kingdom awakening, so. Do you, do you see what I'm saying here? He mentions the church twice in the Gospels. You know, Paul talked a lot about the church church of, you know, John, the church of Ephesus, the, the church, the ecclesia, the, the, the government of God in the earth. 
But the reality is, Jesus talked about the kingdom 145 times. 145 times, and he mentions the church twice. And I already told you 2,000 times in the entirety of Scripture is a reference to the reigning of Christ in the earth. That's speaking of the domain of the king in the earth. 2,000, over 2,000 times. Right? And so the church should be subject to the kingdom, not the kingdom subject to the church. Doesn't work. It's backwards. Right? So we're called to advance. And can I use the word dominate? Is that okay? Dominate cities. Dominate regions. Dominate. It's, it's the moving of God. It's the power of God moving through the organism, the living organism of the church. And so we receive that. So miracles are a sign that heaven has arrived. You say, what about false signs and wonders? I get it. Let's just acknowledge that the miracles are coming from God and that the, the manifestation of God's kingdom is coming. We see the demons flee and we see, the, we see miracles, creative miracles happening and, and salvation. Listen, the greatest miracle is someone's soul that's regenerated and they turn to Christ and they're never the same again. That's the greatest miracle, right? And so healing is normal, normal. Everyone say normal. Healing is normal under God's government. Healing is normal in the kingdom of God. Deliverance is normal in the kingdom of God. It should be happening. And so we, we, we try to dumb down the church. The church, yeah. The church tries to dumb down what God looks like. I don't want Holy Spirit light. I want all of God. <laughs> Are you hearing me? I don't want to just a little bit, and a little dab won't do me. I want it all. And so five things that cannot stand when the kingdom manifests. Don't worry, they're quick. Sin, sickness, demons, poverty, and death. I don't need to elaborate, do I? <laughs> Sin. Sickness, demons, poverty, and death. And God wants to eradicate the earth of all those things, right? Want a Bible verse for that? <laughs> Romans 15. There's about five verses. <laughs> Nevertheless, brethren, I've written more boldly to you on some points as reminding you because the grace of God is given to me by God that I might be a minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles. Ministering what? The gospel of God. The gospel of the kingdom. That, that the offering of the Gentiles may be acceptable and sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Obviously, Paul talking about the, the acceptance of the Gentiles. And then he goes on for this. Therefore, I have the reason to glory in Jesus Christ in the things which pertain to God. For I dare not speak of any of those things which Christ has not accomplished through me in word and in deed. Right? When Jesus shows up, the word transforms. When Jesus shows up, word brings something and changes things. Right? 
It just begins to change everything. So to make the Gentiles obedient in mighty signs and wonders by the power of the Spirit of God. So that from Jerusalem around to Acrylium, I have, ready, fully preached the gospel. Here's the deal. Are we fully preaching the gospel if signs and wonders don't follow? Because according to Paul here, it said word and deed. Like I know we can just we can probably make deed say doing the righteous works, that's good. But then he goes on to say that mighty signs and wonders by the power of the Holy by the power of the Spirit of God, that's fully preaching the gospel. Right? So all those things encompass the preaching of the gospel, right? That we do the mighty works and deeds. That we walk in, in the fullness of God. That we see the signs, wonders, and miracles being released into the earth and into the atmosphere in this hour. Because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. All right? And so, what is the gospel of the kingdom? Did I ask that question earlier? I just said, what is the kingdom? Right? But it was the message that Jesus preached. And it means change. Ready? Because he said what? The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What does that mean? That means repent, meaning change your thinking. Because the atmosphere of heaven is always near. The access to heaven is always near. And so the gospel message is, a, is the vehicle for demonstration of miracle signs and wonders. I believe that with all my heart. And miracles mandate the preaching of the gospel. Why am I saying this tonight? Because here's the deal. I believe that the Lord wants to, wants to I truly believe that in 2020, even, even though the craziness we just went through, right? And I know. If, I know. I'm just saying next week we're not going to meet. Because I just think it's wisdom at this point. Do I believe, am I afraid? No, I'll pray for everyone. I want to go actually pray for people in hospitals that are, that are sick with the virus, that are really in trouble. But I also want to pray for every person that, you know, got any type of sickness. Listen, I know this, that the Lord wants to use us in these times to see an outpouring of his presence and power. And it's more than just evangelism one-on-one. -on -one. It's more than just uh, mass crusade evangelism and just making decisions for Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, there's a, there's a, new, there's a fresh level of power, more than power evangelism. Maybe it'll look like God's kingdom actually shows up into a meeting. And so why do, I, why do you fast and pray? Why do I fast and pray? Why do I want to seek the Lord? Because I want all of that. And do I think America needs salvation? Absolutely. But I believe that, that we've been dumbed down. The church has dumbed down the message of the gospel. And we need to see the fullness of his power in this age and the age to come. Right? There needs to be a release of that in this age. And the, and the Holy Spirit wants to use you. Wants to use everyone in this room. I'm telling you. And you've been called as agents to step into and walk out what God's called you to in this hour. And so, Matthew 23 and 13, and I'll stop here, says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men, for you neither go in yourselves, nor do you allow those who are entering to go in. Why am I saying this? 
because there's a, there's a truth that's, that God wants to release right now. And here it is. We can't be Pharisees. I don't want to be a Pharisee. I don't want to preach one thing and demonstrate nothing. Listen, I give you testimony of what happens online. That's great. And I've seen people healed in this church. And I've seen a lot of things. And we've seen people come to salvation in this place. I've led people that are in this room to Jesus Christ. It's good. It's awesome. But I'm telling you, God has more in this hour. I'm telling you, there's a realm of the kingdom that wants to be released through you in this place. Every person in this place. And there's a the desire uh, in your heart to just move into another realm with God. And God wants to do that for you even tonight. So I'm just going to pray for everyone. Yeah, you should help me. See, the message of the cross, it's foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it's what? It's the power of God. I'm telling you, God wants to bring us into a new place with him. What? Why you say new? Because I think that we've stepped, every, every day you get something new. I use that word new a lot because I believe every time we access God, every time we come in together, every time we have a time that we can access something fresh from God, God has something new he wants to give you. And he wants your desire ready to just touch him everyone in the room really and I'm going to ask that the Lord would just open up our understanding for the kingdom tonight right that we would have a, an open because it can be very generic oh, oh we're a kingdom church oh we're, you know what does it look like let me just ask you this. What does it look like when God shows up someplace? Because I pray this prayer. Father, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth. Yeah, that means in America. That means in Africa. That means in Asia. That means every place. That your kingdom would come on earth. Every nation. It's his desire that every nation is overtaken by the power of God. I don't care what you think in this room. He wants to overtake your life. But like I said before, it's, there's this access that I get through relationship only. And God wants to deposit his kingdom inside of you because your relationship, you step into a new place with God, a brand new place where you say, God, I surrender every single thing in my life. And I don't put up any, any walls against you. I allow you to come in. What does that mean? That means I change everything. I don't live the way I've lived for 30 years. I change the way. You know what? It's my, it's my spiritual birthday, first day, day one. It was actually yesterday. Nineteen ninety-one, right? That's crazy. I've been a Christian for a long time. I'm almost—that's almost older than some of you people in this room. It is older. Can you believe that? I, all I did was surrender to Jesus. 
and I was justified. And then started the sanctification walk. Right? Because we're all not going to just look all pretty and, you know, we got to get out of the the mindset. Everyone in the church is everyone's doing good. No, everyone's not doing good. I get it. So I wanted to just be perfectly honest. The Holy Spirit wants to touch us tonight, and he wants to move all the ugly out. But it's a, it's a question of how much ugly you're going to let him have. <laughs> he wants to touch every part of us. And I'm saying, God, I'm thinking, on my birthday, I got to lead people to Jesus over, o- online. That's fun. I don't think I ever did that before. It was fun. Come on, I left the house all hyped up. People get healed through media. As I was testifying about my mother-in-law with when she got healed and on PTL. I was thinking of this and I just declared it. As I declared it, people started getting healed online. Come on, she was like the woman with the issue of blood. She needed God to touch her and she banged. She got healed and then she got saved. It's through media. We live in a different age. I'm telling you, this thing could be used for evil and it could be used for good. And I'm going to believe that God's going to use media to break forth in the kingdom in new, new ways. New ways we haven't even seen. What would happen if, if there was just an explosion of God? Not Let's just forget about online. Just even, even as we gather, and just say two weeks, right? We show up together and God blows the place up. Oh, what about tonight even? That you could get touched by the Holy Spirit in such a way that you leave here changed eternally. It just would never be the you'd never be the same. See, but the reality is we have that opportunity every day. And you don't need miles to lay hands on you to, to receive that, or you don't need another evangelist to lay hands on you, though you may get something. I believe in the gift of impartation. But there's this reality that God wants you with him. And he wants you to enter and engage with his kingdom so that his kingdom can fully develop and fully burn in you. Ready? So stand with me. Come on. lift your hands to heaven just begin to pray as if you're going to feel something never mind feel something as if you're going to receive something because God wants to release something to you tonight and we're just going to pray for it just a, a revelation of God's kingdom tonight to come to us and not only that the power of God's kingdom to just come down upon us tonight that I would begin to have a kingdom mindset. Ready? I didn't even talk about mindsets tonight. But there's a mindset of the kingdom of God. It's all of heaven 
infiltrating your mind. All of God's thoughts infiltrating your mind so you have the mind of Christ and you walk with a, with a clear mind, clear of everything that would clutter it, right? All these things that the, en- the, the, the enemy and the world and all the, the cares of this world would bring onto our minds, all the things. So Holy Spirit, we thank you right now. Lord, we receive from you right now. Lord, we thank you for access to to all the things that you've given to us. I thank you for a people that have received an inheritance from you. We thank you for that we can have an inheritance of the fullness of your kingdom right now. Lord, we thank you that your kingdom is coming and is already here. We thank you for the, the desire inside of every person in this place tonight. So Lord, just release access. Come on. Just begin to pray in the Spirit. Come on. Come on, God's going to do it if you just ask Him. You're going to receive if you just ask. The Bible says, I have not because I ask not. He was talking about wisdom. I believe that the Holy Spirit speaks about anything that we want. If we seek, we knock, we find. So God, we come and we ask that you just release the brightness of your kingdom over us tonight. Lord, open up our eyes that we might see. Open up our ears that we might hear. Lord, that there would be a release of divine counsel on our lives in these days. And Father, we thank you for access to your Holy Spirit tonight. Lord, I thank you for the blood of Jesus. And Lord, I pray for any person in this place tonight that doesn't know you. Holy Spirit, I pray for an encounter with you tonight. Lord, people who need to be uh, recommit their lives, Father, even tonight, we, we give you full access tonight, Lord, that you'd release your kingdom in this place, that we would be engaged with what you're doing right now. Holy Spirit, we thank you for the fire of heaven in this house and divine encounters with who you are. say come come on God we thank you we thank you for your millennial reign we we rejoice in the fact that you're coming back God and you're looking for a pure spotless bride to come to so Lord we just ask tonight Lord that you cause us to be jealous 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 for more of you God tonight place tonight. 